episode of Coast Fades and She Stakes. This is episode 83, I believe, or 82. I think it's 82, actually. Yeah. Um, usual guests, or not guests, but hosts, myself, Dakota, Timothy, of course. Welcome back. Uh, it's good to see you. How have we been? Yeah, been better, but uh, you're yeah. getting ready for a nice, nice long travel. That's true. We're getting, uh, was it uh, nine days? Nine, nine days, days from now. Wow. wow. It's getting to single digits. It's getting, getting here close. We'll have, we'll have one more before your uh, your departure from the United States. That's true. After that, we'll have to deal with time zones and uh, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> but we'll still be providing the uh, the good Eagles talk, football talk. So. No worries. I, no I'm going to I'm gonna be depraved. I need it. I'll need it when I you have know, no one else to rant and rave to while I'm over yeah, there. You got to find an Eagles bar. I did. I, I have actually <laughs> found one already. I have found one already. It's secured and locked up. Um, I will be there for the Eagles game. I'm going there oh. on uh, that the first Monday. I'm there actually. Go check out the place. Check the city and out and see what London's like. Nice, nice. All right. Speaking of the birds, um, they pretty rough loss uh, against the Buccaneers last Thursday. Yeah, I mean, what what did you expect? This is like we said about the Chiefs. You know, this was a game you never never actually thought. Well, besides you, you're the only person I've met that actually thought we were going to win this game. So, yeah, I I I don't like. I honestly like kind of bothers me how close the score is on paper because the game didn't feel close at all. No, they have made a habit of that for pretty much every game they've yeah. played this year. They yeah, like except for Cowboys, but they always they always find a way to get one garbage time touchdown pretty much every one of these games. And they did it again this time. Uh I, I mean, you know, the score, yeah, it was a one score game, but I mean we were together watching the game. What did I tell you? When they scored there, it's like you get you're not gonna see this ball. Brady's got five and a half minutes left and three timeouts, it doesn't really matter. You're not getting this ball back. Yeah. And that's kind of exactly what happened. What drives me even more crazy is that last touchdown drive, the one where you were um, you were down 28 to 14, down by two scores, and you need to score quickly, they started running the ball. like that. That, that I saw more runs on that drive than I did any other point in the game. When you need to score quickly, that's when we run the ball. And they had success. It was a good drive. They drive the field. They scored a touchdown. All was well. But at the same time, you gave Brady the ball back with five, like right around five minutes, five and a half maybe. You knew that wasn't coming back to you. You had to score quicker. They, I, I just would have liked to see more of a sense of urgency on that drive. Um, like I said, they ran, but you know they let them have it. They, and ultimately, that's what happened. Brady marched the field. You never saw it again, and it was never. You, you never got a chance. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. This team is just so. I don't know, like how to feel about them. Like I can't even really evaluate the talent. I mean, it, we're not that talented, but yeah. I can't really evaluate like how good they could be because the offensive play con is so bad. Yeah. And, I, it, and I'm running that, like I've been very, very patient, but I'm running out of excuses for why it's not getting better. Cause it's literally getting worse. Yeah. Like we started like up here week one with really good play calling. And then it's gotten worse every single week. And I don't understand it. I don't understand why Miles Sanders is not getting the, the I don't, why wouldn't they run your running back? Who's getting six yards of carry. Nine carries, they, yeah, nine, nine carries, 56 yards. Yeah, I, I, six yards a clip is something I would love. Look at Derrick Henry. Yeah. Help the Titans win that game. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I, I liked a little bit more, I guess, was um, Fields – or I'm sorry, not Fields. Hurts used, used his legs more often. He ended up with 10 carries. Yeah, I, I mean, 
but that's just, that, that should be a priority. That should be a staple of your offense is using the run game, using your mobile quarterback, young quarterbacks that can run, rely on their legs in the beginning while they're trying to figure out how to read defenses and how to make tight passes and tight windows. And they're just not playing to this guy's strengths. They're still not playing to their strengths. I don't know. I mean, it's the problem is it's the same stuff. They haven't run the ball since week one. They were a little bit better this week, but that's not saying much with penalties. They still had a bunch. They only ran the ball once in the first half, if I remember. Yeah, yeah like that's that's. I mean, that's what it goes it's back un, it's to. It's unacceptable. It was the last drive of the game. Uh, let me pull it up here. The last drive of the game, the one that I was just talking about. That's when they started running the ball in a moment when you need to pass and score quickly. Like, why didn't you run at any moment in the first half? Yep. Let me see. Let's see. That was short. So there's one tackle. There's two. Or there's two. Let's see. That's one for the Hurts. That's three. So Miles Sanders had four rushes on the last drive alone, and Jalen Hurts took two rushes himself. Mind you, this is the drive we scored the touchdown on, but same situational football. You got to pass in that situation just to score quickly. And I just situationally don't think he has any idea what he's doing. I have zero confidence in this staff. I know they're young. I'm not giving up on them now. I'm not trying to fire the guy, but no, he's not. I'm not saying that. But the thing is, like, he's done nothing to impress me. It is the same stuff. It's the penalties. It's not running the ball. It's the same game plan. It's just setting up your quarterback to fail every game. It's just terrific. The defense wasn't much better. I thought Tampa had their way with them. Brady yeah. threw one bad interception that he just completely overthrew, and that was it. Like, you, you, you really didn't do much. Leonard Fournette had a hell of a game. He was running down your throat pretty much all game. Well, no, actually, I take that back. He had the two touchdowns, but only had a 3.7 average. But hey, there's nothing special about this defense. Like it's very vanilla. It doesn't seem very tough to figure it's, out. They're no, they're very easy to like do whatever you. I feel like it's the same story with the Chiefs game. Like it's like they'll make you kind of work for your touchdowns, but like you, you can still do it. Like you're not really worried per se. You just have to grind it out. Yeah, which um, I mean, just I mean, they you waste still time. they still haven't let up a, a 300 yard passer yet. Um, Brady had like 298 <laughs> so they were yeah, just I, or something like I forget what it was I mean those seem like hollow stats that we're trying to use to praise a defense that isn't very good I, no I mean I still think overall our secondary as in safety's corners cover are covering well it's just that the there's no middle like linebackers are kind of in like a weird spot where they're supposed to cover that middle of the field and they suck at it yeah. Um, so that's why teams are just exploiting. If you ever, if you ever like notice, like half of the receptions against the Eagles is across the middle of the field. Yeah. I mean, uh, the one positive we can take from this, as I was saying, so we had four penalties, which is by far the best oh. we've had. We've actually been on a nice little trend. Wow. We had nine against the chiefs. Jeez. We had six against the Panthers and now we were dropped that down to four. So, so slight two, two this week against the Raiders. Uh, I doubt it, but slight improvement. Um, it's just, I don't know. They, they really don't do anything to excite me. They just, there's, they haven't fixed any of their issues. They just keep doing the same things. They come up with the same vanilla defense and the same refusal to run the ball or help your quarterback at all. It's hard to really get excited for this game plan at any moment. Yeah. I, I've started to notice, like, you remember how Andy Reid used to say, time's yours, as being a very press conference? Yeah. Well, I think Sirianni's, his motto is, uh, gotta run the ball more. Because I've heard him say it every press conference, yet I have not seen him actually come through and do it. So, so does this? Uh, I'm curious because I think this when you listen to Nick Sirianni say, "I I need to run the ball more," or you know, commit to the run or whatever he says and lies to us about, 
It kind of reminds me of last year when Carson Wentz kept on saying, oh, I have to be more secure with the ball. I have to get rid of the ball and be safe. And then he would go and throw four interceptions. So it's like, Carson, you keep telling me the same thing every week, but at the same time, you don't do anything to fix this. Is Am I going to just hear Nick Sirianni for the rest of the season tell me every week we need to run the ball more and then just every game see us refuse to run the ball? Probably. And I'm still convinced that his game plan is being influenced by upper management. I agree with that. Because if you remember like how the Colts kind of played last year and the year before that, like they were pretty balanced. If I recall, like oh, Jonathan Taylor at LV. I mean, I mean that, and they had like, even the year before that, they had three running backs um, that would rotate basically between what was it? It was like Mac Hines uh, Hines. And then there was another guy. Taylor. Was it? T- how long has Taylor been in the league? Last year. He was in the league. That was oh, whatever. Year. Yeah. So last year, for example, they had rotating those three running backs. They all got lots of yards, you know, lots of involvement in the offense. And now not only have they been running the ball less, but even Gainwell has been involved less in the offense. I'm like, what are we doing? I jury's out on Rager. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I would safely say he's a bust right now. He's well, I mean, the guy's, he's not really getting a chance. I mean, look at this. This offense is so inept. The two biggest plays we had on offense on Thursday was the two pass interference plays that were honestly just short-arm throws. They were deep balls that he just short-armed, and they were lucky enough to get a penalty on them. Yeah, but he dropped all three of those or two of those. Yeah. I, it's – I don't I, – there's nothing exciting I've seen. Like, I've seen I, more out of Devontae in six games than I have – of Rager in a full season and six plus games. I mean, I, I can be honest, I haven't seen anything from anyone on this offense to be excited about, you know, I, I no think Devonte's really... shown me flashes and I think uh, Quez has shown nice peaks. Um, I know I don't get any miles. I like what I've seen in Gainwell. I just need the hurts to deliver the ball accurately. I need them to run the ball. That's what I thought this offense was going to be. I thought it was going to be a deep ball running offense or like a, oh. i don't know about deep ball but like you know more exciting plays based on right. who we had available as it's very yeah there i haven't seen really a very single cool. creative play call like this is supposed to be some screen, offense genius screen screen yeah we run oh we don't need to run the ball we run screen plays well they don't work they, so let's maybe try up. running the ball yeah you can't run effective screen if you don't block correctly and we were we had what one starting offensive lineman in the right position yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough. I, I just, I think we're stuck in a situation where the coaching staff's coming up with a game plan that isn't helping or isn't playing to the strengths of your players. Yeah. And your players are trying to execute this game plan that doesn't, you know, play to the strengths and they're struggling to do that. And it's exposing your players because you're putting them in tough situations that they don't exceed in. Just run the ball, man. It would give Jalen Hurts so much more confidence, just ability. This is, you run the offense he ran in Oklahoma. That's the most success he had. And you have, you know, Three solid running backs. This gets the fact that Boston Scott hasn't seen the field at all this year. I I just I don't know. I I'm I'm just upset and worrying. When when are we going to make the change? Because we're now in week six and it's the same thing every single week. Yeah. You uh you hinted to the upper management, which I wanted to get to. Obviously, there was the big trade. Uh-huh. So I think uh, we yeah. should mention. Yeah. Um. I mean, I love Ertz. He's the guy. He's a legend. He's always going to be uh one of my favorite players. No disrespect. We all knew this was coming. We're surprised he brought him into training camp. I mean, it's not like they got blown away. I mean, fifth round pick and Ty Gowan. I, I like him because he went to UCF. I think he's a good player. Not even, not not even joke. Like, like when he played in 2019, he sat out 2020 for the COVID, 
And he's a rookie okay. this year. I think it was a six round pick. Yeah. Um, 2019, he was good. He was an interception machine. He's fast. He's big. Okay. He's a guy that, I mean, once seeing him, I watched him a lot in college, obviously, since he was at UCF. And I think he's got some potential. I mean, he's definitely, I thought he was definitely better than a six round prospect. And considering, you know, you got rid of a guy that you weren't going to bring back anyway from, I'm excited to see what the kid does. But it does bring to the fact if, you know, you really didn't get this great of a haul. You got a fifth round pick and a player. I'm sure that there was teams offering that in the offseason. And maybe you thought you were going to get more. What was the, what was the, honestly, the point of bringing him in this season? Why not just move them beforehand? Why cut down and got it snaps the first six weeks of the season? Um, I actually heard a rumor that they had a package in the works with Goddard to be dealt to Houston with, for, with picks for Deshaun Watson. Um, but they were waiting on, obviously, allegations. Uh, that was a rumor that came out, like, when Ertz got traded, so... I mean, um, well, I, I doubt that. Like, if that's the case, that doesn't surprise me. But I also think they weren't – it's same with, like, the Sixers and Ben Simmons. It's like they weren't getting what they wanted for Ertz. So they were, they were like, well, we'd rather hold on to him than give him away for nothing. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do not even insult Zach Ertz by bringing in crybaby Ben's name into, you know, the same sentence as his. Well, it wasn't Two, an insult. I, it was say just... the, I say the, the, the situations are similar, but the difference is here being – Zach Ertz knew that they were going to look for deals and try to try to trade him because his future wasn't here, but he didn't act like a crybaby and throw a hissy fit and oh, storm off into LA with his ball and then told all of everyone to leave him alone. He came in as a professional, played, scored a touchdown, had a nice game as his last career game as an Eagle, where Ben heard his name in trade rumors, a stubborn child that he is, threw a hissy fit and demanded until he pretty much just said, I'm going to be your biggest pain in the ass until you get rid of me. But do you know what he did today? Well, of, oh, yeah, the hissy fit either on practice and then got tossed from. I just Doc Rivers it, asked him to play defense on a play or something. He said, no. He said, no, I need you to play defense. He said, no. And he's like, get out. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like, Joel's like, uh, man, I don't care. I don't care what he does. I'm just worried about myself and the team. Just like, go, Ben Simmons, grow the fuck up. You're not as good as you think you are. Like, this, uh, you're just burning all of your bridges. This, I mean, all the bridges were burned over the offseason. now is out of the roof right now. Listen, the bridges were all burned over the offseason. You knew that this was going to happen when he told the players um, or the coach and Joel and Tobias not to come out and visit him in L.A. But, dude, to have some self-respect, what team is actually going to want you when you act like a child like this? Everyone's watching this played out. Everyone saw your embarrassing performance in the playoffs. Everyone saw you act like a spoiled brat over the offseason. Yep. And now everyone is seeing you act like a a two-year-old throwing a temper tantrum and that's exactly what he's doing like there's really no other way to put it he's he just wants things his way i mean dude you're on a max contract on a playoff team in a huge media market there's a lot of players that would kill for that and you are such a stubborn child who's so soft in the head that he can't stand the fact that his home fans are expecting him to shoot I, this situation is so ugly just get him off the team give me a first round pick and a role player just get him off the team i'm so done with this it's only going to get uglier. He's just going to pull – you know what you're going to get next is the injury card, or he's just going to keep on getting spent. He's probably not going to play another game until he gets traded. Yeah. Um, I've had – I've I, – I never disliked Ben. I always got frustrated when he wouldn't be more aggressive, when dunk, you know, take more shots, stop passing so much when you have a lane. But I've just, like – 
I don't want anything to do with him anymore. Nothing, I don't. Man. I don't care honestly if they just trade him for like a role player at this point. I just he give to me be a gone. first, a first, and a role player. He needs Done. to be gone. Done. And you know what? Toxic. This is. And I'll be the first to admit, I was one of those people that was a believer in Ben, and I thought there was a way they can make this work. Were. And but like you know what the problem is. Obviously, I was big criticism of Brett Brown and saying the coach was holding back and all this. This is why Ben's not progressing. He's, you know, taking his coddled and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I, I was betting on mostly, I was sticking up for Ben and betting on him mostly that he was, you know, not soft and was a mature enough person to want to get better and address his weaknesses and look at himself and see, I need to improve and get better. But the thing is, he's soft and he's a loser. And he yeah. just, he'd rather go be on a non-playoff team losing 60 games a year and average a triple-double every game. That's what he wants. He doesn't care about winning. This guy's a selfish, stubborn child. Yep. And I, I, I'm going to fault the Sixers here. This is the problem. This situation has just gotten so toxic. I blame mostly Ben because of his childish and soft behavior and not wanting to improve himself since he's entered the league and not wanting to be a team player. Yeah. But, you know, you got to fault the organization. Maury's holding Simmons way too high. You're not going to get a Paul George package for, for Ben Simmons. Everyone see, sees how bad it is. They see this situation. Play out. You should have traded him months ago. Now you're letting this drip into your season. Like, what are you waiting for? Just pull the trigger. You should have done this earlier in the offseason so you didn't have to deal with this. You should have addressed this before. Ben Simmons hasn't been able to shoot since he's entered the league. You should have done something to then. It's just, I don't know. I It's, it's really, really disappointing. It's, it's frustrating. It shouldn't be like, well, this team has, you know, deep playoff aspirations still, even without Ben, and yet he's just out here trying to derail the Listen, whole thing. It goes back to this. Look at the comparison between Zach Ertz, a grown man with, a you know, a strong mental fortitude mm-hmm. and just respect for himself. He heard his name was in trade rumors. All right, well, you know, I, you know I'm emotional. I feel for the team. We saw it the last game of the season last year. Yeah, he ended up getting through it. He went to training camp. He didn't answer questions in the media or talk about it, but he went to training camp practice. He went in the roster. He played the six games and he was out there playing. Ben Simmons has been a child since this happened. Ben Simmons had no plan B. He's like, I'm going to burn everything away until the only option is to trade me. And dude, who are you going to? Who who is trading for you? You think this is going to help find a team? This isn't like when Anthony Davis was leaving and the Lakers were dying to have him or when Harden wanted to go and the Sixers and Nets were fighting each other to get him. Who wants Ben Simmons? Honestly. I can't believe there was a time when I said, no, I don't want James Harden for Ben Simmons. I, and you know what? I was one of those weirdos, I too. Said, I said that last year. And you I, know what? I stick to that. I'm a moron. We, I was with you, too. But you know what? We were first We were first place in the conference when it was happening. It was Doc's first river. It looked like things were working out. It was it Doc's like, first river. <laughs> or Doc's first, first year. But you know what? You know what me and you were banking on? was Ben Simmons maturing and getting better and addressing his weaknesses. Yeah. But we didn't realize how soft he is mentally and how much of a loser he is to actually think that he was going to do that. Yeah, I saw the last thing on this. I saw a tweet today, and it was like, the Ben Simmons fiasco uh, plus Carson Wentz shows you that very few athletes can actually thrive and understand the fans in this in Philly. And perfect examples were Zach Ertz, um, Joel Embiid has embraced the Philly fans, and uh, Bryce Harper are the only yeah. sports like top tier athletes that actually understand the 
passion of the fans and why they get so mad and all this. I mean, I'll leave Wentz alone because there was more to Wentz than Wentz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wentz situation Wentz too. So I don't like ripping Wentz, them all the time. Wentz, I, I fought the Eagles more in the Wentz situation than I do the Sixers in the Benz situation. Oh, the yeah, Benz, no. Ben's way worse than Wentz. The Benz did come up like we've been the fact that we like me and you and many other fans were saying, I don't want to trade you who in your fourth year has yet to shoot the freaking basketball for James Harden, an MVP caliber player. He's, that just tells you how, like, we're here for you, dude. We want you to see it. I want you to learn how to make a free throw. I want you to make a jumper from you. I'm not saying three-point line. I never have said three-point line. Just make your free throws and make a jumper every once in a while. And with the way your game is, this would be a very different thing. But no, you were such a stubborn child that you refused to address any of your weaknesses. You had your feelings hurt because they thought about trading you. And I don't, I don't credit Doc or Joel for this. That, I don't think it was a good move to call him out after the Hawks game and, and the press conferences. He's but so- I think... I think that was this. I think that was just frustration coming out because th- that's what everyone was thinking. I'm just listen. Th- th- I think the, there's been motive, more motivation from Ben Simmons to leave Philly than there is Philly to get rid of Ben Simmons. It's been like that the entire offseason. Yeah, we were all pissed about the whole way how the Hawks worked out. But you know what? I was still in the avenue of we're going to trade Ben Simmons for a really good player, Lillard Abil, or bring him back. And then that child wanted to burn all the bridges, and now you're at a point where you have to get rid of him. Yeah, I, I don't see that coming. Like, I don't see any big trade coming from this now. Because who, what team is going to want him? You trade him to the Sacramento Kings for a first round pick and their fifth starter. Call it a day, and then let him spend the rest of his career rotting in the Sacramento without going to the playoffs. Even they don't want him. Uh, listen, just drop your own asking price. Anyone that gives me a first round pick can have him. Anyone that gives me a role player can have him. I was talking to. Uh... On our, our Instagram DMs, the one of the another podcast guy I've talked to a couple of times, uh, Top Back Podcast. They do like reviews on movies and shows and stuff. He was telling me, he's like, we don't even want Ben. And I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. <laughs> I was like, God damn. See, this is this is this is the part where I don't understand what Ben's doing. The only reason you came back to training camp was to avoid losing money. Now you just got fined the amount that they withheld from you from skipping all the training camps, and everything. So now you haven't recouped any money. Yeah. And now you've hurt your somehow you've hurt your draft stock even more, even after you threw a hissy fit all summer, and even after you had one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen, you somehow hurt your trade value even more. And you want nothing more than the Leaf Philadelphia, dude. Do yourself a favor and try to help us get a trade in. <sighs> yeah, it's uh, but back to back to Ertz. Um, he uh, it's. I mean, I guess I understand like a lot of people who passively watch the Eagles, you know, they root for them when the season rolls around and stuff and they, you know, claim to be Eagles fans, not to say you're not an Eagles fan if you don't know everything. Um, but there was a lot of people who were just like, oh my God, why would they do that? Worst organization ever. Why would you trade your best players? Like he wasn't supposed to even be on the team this year. Yeah. Like, come on, people, get with the program. Well, I think I think it's more of he's just beloved and they want he to see is. him. And I, and I, I have an Ertz jersey that I can still wear to games, even when he's, you know, I mean, after he retires. But um, I just I mean, even like he wanted to come back in like a year or two to beat uh, Carmichael's reception record, which was like a 12, which he easily could have done if they would throw him the ball. You know, but I will say someone was mentioning that our offense might change a little bit now that it's just Goddard because they were doing a lot of split tight end stuff. So there's a potential that it could shift 
or does oh, we're gonna we're gonna run the ball now that we traded Zach Ertz. Maybe, or they'll just know. insert the, one of the backups because I know they were they liked some of their backup tight ends. Oh, the one guy's stall. Like yeah. yeah, I mean he's mostly a blocking guy. So yeah, I guess if you go dual tight ends with Goddard yeah. and him, then you can they said get he away looked pretty. It. He looked pretty good in, in um, training camp, but yeah, unless they just insert him in the Ertz role, but uh, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, no, you'd have to change your offense then because this guy's a red run blocking tight end. He's not Ertz in the passing game. Yeah, no, I just meant the dual tight end. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, the only thing I don't understand is you brought this guy in through training camp and everything. Could you really not have gotten a young player in a fifth round pick during the offseason? Like, is the, well, I think it, that's what happened is that they ended up getting close to what they wanted. I, I think they wanted a third uh, the whole time. Um, but I think with the injury the Cardinals had, um, and then Ertz said he did like the prospect of playing in Arizona if he had to leave Philly. So oh, I know, it I just kind of worked out and I'm happy for him. He gets to, I mean, he's going to start, you know, he'll play for them. I don't know how much he's going to get the ball because they have a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, but yeah, um, it's going to be weird. I was already weird seeing him in a red Cardinal shirt, but um, I'm happy hey, he's got another chance at a ring. So I, mean, I don't think, Great situation, a great situation for him. I love the move for the Cardinals. Bring in a guy. I mean, the Cardinals are undefeated. They're number one team right now. Bring in a guy that's won a Super Bowl, done that, that can lead this team in that aspect. I mean, that roster has a lot of veteran presence and a lot of established superstars. But I don't, I can't think of a a Super Bowl winner on that single team. I will say, Kime's got to be GM of the year so far because I am immensely impressed that he brought in all of these veterans and it's working like how often do we see it happen like look at the eagles dream team that was a disaster you know they well, brought in yeah i mean jj watt aj green these are players that are a little i wouldn't say pastor brian but they've definitely had injury issues and staying in, you know staying rodney, the field. Hudson. rodney hudson's another yeah, one yeah it's like a ton of players that are just performing well and helping the team win why you like know what strip sack or whatever so yeah oh yeah no but but you know what um like he brought in high character guys. Like if anything, they're just gonna be a leader in the locker room, even if they don't produce that much. If Green doesn't give you much, he's just a leader. He doesn't no fuss kind Score of superstar touchdown. players. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the moves that they they made. I like I listen, I've been on high on the Cardinals since the preseason, mostly because of the moves they made. Because that's what you know what that's what you gotta do. When you have the roster, when you build the roster, you know, organically through the draft, like they have mm-hmm. and made a couple of deals. Once you're on the cusp, you spend the next offseason just getting those last couple pieces. Get those Chris Longs, Lou Garrett get those. J.J. Watts, A.J. Greens, Zach Ertz. You know, I, I like the move a lot for yeah. Arizona. Good for Ertz. I mean, we'll see what Gallon is. I, I, you know, I, I like him. You know, I think he's got promise. Um, Fifth-round picks, fifth-round picks. You're going to have a million draft picks in this draft, so you better hit on oh, some Oh, we are stacked on draft picks. Our rebuild is going to be tied the to, this, Dolphins, to this draft class. Dolphins keep losing. So, here – I, uh, last question for you before we move on and we can go around the league. Yeah. Now this this lead, this week t- really put a lot of pressure on this draft class. Come up one reason you mentioned the Dolphins losing. I think Dolphins losing that game to the Jaguars guaranteed the top ten pick. I mean they they, they don't look. Not, I mean they don't look like they're going to rebound. Honestly. If they're not if they're not going to beat the Jaguars, I, I find it hard to find another win for them. That's probably a top five, but I can pretty much comfortably guarantee top ten of right now. I would. I don't know about top five, but I'll say top ten. I think it guarantees you top ten losing the Jaguars. They don't have many winnable games like that left. Um, second thing is you got another pick from the Earth tra- tra- uh, trade, even more showing that you're ready to rebuild. We've been very very critical about the uh, the defensive free agents they brought in, like me in particular, mm. and some recent draft picks. 
if the Eagles don't do well and things aren't looking great, I mean, we're two and four, um, maybe things turn around, but I've not seen a lot of things to be positive about. You could be looking at at least two top 10 picks in this first round, possibly three first round draft picks, plus a ton later on in the draft. Yeah. If this is another rough year where you're drafting the top 10, is Lori going to look at Howie and think, is this the guy that's going to rebuild this team again? Because this draft, this draft will tie this rebuild together. You're either going to be really rebuilding again in three to four years if you don't hit on these picks, or you're going to be in a great spot to just step up a lot in quality of uh, talent on the roster. Is Howie going to make the correct picks, or do you look at someone else if this year goes bad? Someone else is in a new GM? Yeah. Well, I mean, you already fired the coach. You got rid of Wentz. You got rid of I'll Doug. Give, I'll give Howie credit where he's pretty solid at, you know, moving money around, doing good trades, but the drafting is still not great. His weakest point. I mean, he didn't have a good free agents point. class this year. Like, they've been looked terrible. I think you've been a lot harsher on them than I am, but. Wait, do you, have you seen this defense do anything? Because I've seen them consistently just give up points. I don't. I've, I think Anthony Harris and Stephen Nelson were solid signings. They were supposed, no supposed to be world beaters. They were one-year contracts. Like that's what you expect. They were supposed to not be the weak points of your defense. And Eric Wilson, our linebackers are the weak. I'll give you the Eric Wilson thing. Although I would say nobody really expected him to suck after he had 120 tackles and started for the Vikings. But so we're <clears throat> confidence confidence meter right now from zero to one hundred. I think what's going to ultimately happen if we end up with three, I think we'll end up with three picks in the top 15. Um, assuming you're a top 10 team, assuming that we're looking at maybe six to seven wins most of yeah, unsuccessful season. Yeah. I would say three picks in the top 15. I wouldn't be surprised if they took one of those and moved up. Um, but I think what's going to happen is they'll, they'll. Well, you got to look at this the other way. We've seen this all the time. If they go and find a GM or hire a GM, what GM is not going to want this job? You're looking at potentially three first-round picks, a ton of cap space, and um, a bunch of picks later on the round in, in the draft. I mean, what GM wouldn't want that job? That We would be the most attractive job, I would have to assume, unless something crazy happens. You know, you look at the bad teams in the league that might fire their GM. The Giants might fire um, Gettleman. I, I'm assuming the Dolphins guy will be on the hot seat. Who wouldn't want the Eagles job? You're looking at three first-round picks minimum, maybe two in the top yeah, ten. But, yeah, but do you actually think how he's going to fi- get fired? No, well, that's my other question. So I think not, I think yeah, so I ask. <laughs> well, no, because because listen, if they finish rough, if they're a top ten draft pick again, the voice is going to be loud because you got rid of Wentz and you got rid of Doug. I'm on, I'm going to leave Sirianni and let him do another year because he's new. I'll give Hertz another year. I don't know. I'm really, I don't know about Howie. And this is such a big draft class, man. You can't miss on this draft. Otherwise you're going to be rebuilding again in three years. Well, I was going to say, I think, I mean, you, if you, if they keep all three and they, like I said, pick top 15, top 20, I would, I would like to guarantee that at least one of them will turn out to be a starter. So like not, maybe not a superstar, but definitely a starter, hopefully on defense. The other two, I, I feel like they'll probably end up being okay. Um, well, I mean, what happened, or what happens if you draft Derek Barnett and Jalen Rager in both those picks this year? I mean, I wouldn't be too upset with another Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett's not been a problem. I mean, oh, the penalties. Stop with this. Don't eat. Will you get, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? The fact that you're fighting for Howie's job and you're using Derek Barnett as the example, get out of here. 
what, what, what can you excuse me? Can you give me one positive example of anything he's done this year? I have numerous, numerous negatives. I never said anything this year, but like, he's not been a bust. You know what? I'll give you that. He's not been a bust because he recovered that fumble in the end zone. If you take away that fumble, or I'm sorry, he recovered that fumble in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl not, not even though. Like he's now, if started, he doesn't recover that, he's a bust without even thinking. He's, no. he's not. Uh, he's not going to get an extension off his rookie deal. He started all four years. Oh, oh that's that. Uh, that's more piss poor example of how bad you are on the defense line. You just you're just pointing out I just, his you're issues. Being, my his issues. It's the only thing I'm seeing right now. He doesn't get any stats. He doesn't tackle or get sacks. He just gets penalties. So I'm just I'm just calling what I'm seeing. Well, Jamal Adams is not having a very good stat season. Is he a terrible safety now? No, but you know what? He does make tackles and make up for, you know, he has good plays to offset his bad plays. Derek Warnett just gives you bad plays. Did you see the interception that hit him in the face? I did. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty bad. No, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. That was a bad play. I Well... I, I understand. You know like, what? You want to, you know what? Bad example. Cause you know what? I, I tell you right now, Jamal Adams is a better pass rusher than Derek Barnett in this league right now. Oh my God. You talk about best pass rusher, just pass rusher skill. Jamal Adams is a better pass rusher than Derek Barnett. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Derek Barnett gets, I, I agree. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm over him as well. Like the, off the um, personal foul stuff is ridiculous. I'll give you that. But I mean, I can guarantee you there'd be at least 10 NFL teams that he could start on. Yeah, it's he's not a bad defensive end. I see. I don't see. I'm waiting for the point where you tell me why he's not yeah, bad and give me good reasons, but you're, yeah. you're, you're highlighting just the fact that he doesn't have like great stats, but so does Brandon Graham doesn't have great stats either. And he's been one of our best defensive ends in history. See, no, no, no. But the thing is, I don't need great stats. When I watch the game, I watch Brandon Graham and I'm like, that guy makes an impact and does something. I don't see Derek Barnett do anything up until I see the penalty on the field. I saw that's, him that's do the, some stuff against the Buccaneers. Did you? What, what he was did he do? the backfield. Well, he didn't get a penalty, so I, I don't think he was doing yeah, much outside he was of that. In, he was in Brady's face quite a bit. He had four assisted tackles. Okay, he's at the end. That's, that's, a, that's a season high, so I guess that's good. Season high. He still has zero sacks in the season. Sure, and that's you know a little concerning, but I, I'm not. He's not like I'm not like oh my god, this is the biggest issue on the team right now. Like he's not the biggest issue. No, no, no. You're the Eagles linebackers are no, sucking is the biggest issue on that defense. Oh no, no, no. See, no, no, no. This, this isn't. I'm, I wasn't blaming him for the issues on this team. The reason we brought up Derek Barnett was because you said if we drafted a Derek Barnett again in the first round, you would you would be happy with that. Where Derek Barnett is not a good pick in the first round. Derek Barnett was not a good first round pick. I. If you take away the the fumble recovery, he's a bust. I'll I'll take he's the bust label bust. off him off of the he's that play alone. He's not going to get an extension after his rookie deals up. I first rounders that can't get an extension after the rookie deals up a bust in my eyes. He's not a he's not a bust, but yeah, I'd, I'm still waiting for that argument on why he's not. But we'll let it be. We'll let it okay. be. So all right, let's wrap it up real fast, and we'll go around the league. Give me give me percentage chance. Howie Roseman is still the GM next year. Hundred percent. He's still going to be the GM. I don't, Fair enough. I would I would actually agree with you, but it's something to keep your eye on because I'm going to bring it up again as we get closer. And if this team doesn't turn around, think about this: your rebuild is going to be tied to this draft class. The I understand what you're draft, saying. I understand what you're saying, but it's not it's not like a question really because sure, who would want like if I was a GM, if I was the GM who was looking for a team, obviously I'd like this situation, but. The, the opportunity is not going to be offered to me because someone is already sitting there. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's not really even a question. I agree, but you know what? Any other GM that wasn't Howie and best friends with the owner, he would have to answer for, 
for if this season doesn't go well, they would have to answer because let's face it, this whole thing has just crumbled around you quickly. The Super Bowl team fell apart quickly. Yeah. But moving on, let's go around the league. What do we yes. what do we see around the league? Give me some All scores. Right. Just running through quickly. Obviously, we know Eagles fell to the Buccaneers 20 to 22 on Thursday. Disappointing. Jags. Trevor Lawrence got his first W. Hey, in good, in good London. Win. Good yeah. win. Good on win. Field goal to win the game. I'm sure the uh, London fans enjoyed that. Hey, I was supposed to be at that game, but uh, I I think, uh, you know what? Listen, Trevor Lawrence gets a lot of attention about the interceptions. This guy still looks good. I mean, he still made like some plays. Thousand interceptions, but yeah. Urban Meyer, I'll give Urban this. He was nice at the end of the game. I think there was a play, there was five seconds left or whatever. He ran he ran the clock down way too late, but then makes a quick little pass to get the four, on a fourth down and five, I think it was, to convert it. First down, call a timeout, kick the field goal, win the game. Very impressive. Matthew Wright, I think it was, or Joey Wright, one of the, I don't know, Wright, something that kicked right. the Jags. Hell of a game. 53 and 54 yard yeah. and one for the game. Well game. Yeah. Um, Vikings beat the Panthers in overtime. 34-28. Very, very entertaining game. Yeah, there you go. You finally got your uh, must-see entertainment Vikings. So I know. We'll see. Sam Darnold, I think, stinks. I think, I, I think I'm think I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards the – it was cute when we started pretty good. I'm yeah. leaning towards the Sam Darnold stinks camp. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could probably draft a quarterback. But uh, Ravens beat down on the Chargers 34-6. That was kind of surprising. I got to say, most impressive game of the week. Their defense looked great. The Chargers had no answers. Ravens, um, Ravens really flipped the switch because after the first week, I was like, maybe they're going to be in danger this season. They didn't look so good. And then they've just done five straight strong games. So, Hey, man, Lamar is working himself into that MVP conversation. Absolutely. He's having a great year considering all the injuries he's had and the development, man. The most impressive thing about his game has been his passing. He's looked great passing the ball. I've hey, that's, been that's, extremely impressed with Lamar Jackson. That's fingers crossed. Good signs that Jalen Hurts can replicate similar, you know, well, passing right, well, upgrades. But well, well, relax. Lamar Jackson always has elite running ability to, to fall back on. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts' passing was much better than uh, Lamar Jackson was coming out of college. I thought Lamar Jackson's passing coming out of college was terrible. Yeah, well, he quickly but, fixed that. He looks that's what I'm great. saying. So you know, he looks there's great hope. as a passer. So um, I'm very impressed with him. Rams keep rolling, beat the Giants 38-11. Not much of a game. The Giants are pathetic. Daniel, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler. Hey. Daniel Daniel Jones was in heavy competition for the dud list, but I left him out mostly out of pity. I was like, I'm so say, tired of picking on you. I will say in our season predictions, you and Nick both had the Giants like, I think like two or three wins. I had them at six wins, I think. Because I was like, they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be awful. But you guys but, might be onto something here. They're, they're, did you they're pretty man, bad, man? Do, do you see Daniel Jones running for his life on pretty much every one of those plays? He hasn't had an offense. Him and Saquon have not had an offensive line since they've been there. Daniel Jones should have. You know, this I feel is like how Eli you, didn't even have an offensive line. Like, oh no! Right at the end, no. This has been a problem for them for the last like six years. Yeah. Dan, you know Daniel Jones was concussed because he agreed to go play this game knowing that Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley weren't going to be playing. Yeah. I, I don't know what you expected to happen. Um, that was ugly. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Carson Wentz got back-to-back wins. Uh, I don't know. They lost the Rams, I lied. But they got a rebound win then. Um, beat the Colts 31-3. to or beat The Colts beat the Texans 31-3. to Do you like that? Texans went from being, oh, maybe they'll be competitive this year to be, and uh, nope, they still are really bad. Yeah, I don't know who ever thought they were going to be competitive. They really, they really Whitney Man- Mer- Merciless, though. You know, so that's a name out there. Eagles, Eagles. Eh, eh, I don't think he's coming here. Cardinals. That would make sense. Jeez. 
Where are they getting all this money from? The Yankees? Yeah. Um, Chiefs pulled out a gutsy win against Washington. I mean, it was looking pretty bleak at halftime. Yeah, the Chiefs, homes, the homes Chiefs looked the rough. Yeah, but I'll give them this. That second half uh, was some incredible football. If you just watched the second half of that game, you would think this would be a 14-win team. Um, they still got some things to work out. They just look off. I'm not too worried right now, but they just look off. Yeah. Um, Packers beat the Bears 24-14. You thought you were onto something there, saying the Bears were going to win. Clearly, Yeah, I, I, I literally said the Packers own the Bears, but I'm picking the Bears anyway. I wasn't wrong about the first part. And Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. went and Aaron told Rogers the said fans. It like four yeah. times. Yeah. I will say, and this this was a theme all 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 week, but mostly in this game, the referee yeah. issue that they got in the NFL, man, these refs are tough. It yeah. was man, they had a, a clear offsides on the Packers. Justin Fields looked like he threw the ball as in anticipating a free play, just chucking the end zone. And it was an interception they never called it. It was so obvious, too. Yeah, they uh I mean they're more worried about calling terrible taunting penalties than they are actual oh, penalties. Yeah, that was so, so, I, even in the Eagles game, that taunting call was bullshit. And then the, that inter- I still thought that was an interception. I still think that was an interception. Oh, they well, that that was the Tom Brady Buccaneers effect. I mean, the Epps thing was True. an interception. Yeah. Darius Slay got called for PI in the end zone when Mike Evans literally grabbed him and threw him off him, which is, uh, I was like, I understand the defender always gets the call against him, but like it was so obvious that they were both fighting. Like, it should have been a no call, and yet they just gave the sleigh. It was like, what? I uh, I was listening to Pat was McAfee. One, too, I forget. Pat McAfee was interviewing Aaron Rodgers, uh, and I was listening. I think Aaron Rodgers brings up a good point. He's like, you know, the NFL has a problem with, like, all the best referees they've had the last couple of years are John Perry, Gene Stichtor, um, whatever that guy's name that does uh, CBS. They like they're basically the refs that are on TV now. Like those are the TV refs are the best refs that the NFL had, and these TV TV deals they just offered more money, and the NFL can't retain yeah. them. You know what you need? You just need exactly what the TV companies do. As think how quick the game would be. Chris Collinsworth acts like he's a two-year-old child that's hungry and calling for his mom. He's like, oh, mom, mom, Gene, Gene, Gene. Oh, hold it, Gene. Ball start, Gene. Immediately goes right to Gene sets for it. Ref comes in, doesn't say hi or anything, just immediately makes the correct call. That NFL needs to do that. Have one superstar ref watching the game at all times <laughs> and just have him buzz up and buzz down. Yo, that was a terrible call. Pick it up, blah, blah, blah. Everyone will be happy, but whatever. The ref problem is real. This was a rough week for him. Yeah, got to get some elite refereeing going yeah. there. I Referee Pro Bowl. You got to keep, keep the talent in-house. Yeah. Um, Bengals continue to roll. 34-11, impressive win over the Lions. Very impressive win. They look good. Yeah, they do. Um, somehow Joe Mixon was on my bench. I was perplexed and angry, and I still won my league anyways that he was in. But yeah. I'm just not sure how that happened. Um, Cardinals beat up on the Browns. I mean, the Browns, I picked them to win and not knowing how injured they were coming into the game. Their injury report released on, like, Friday or Sunday morning was, like, they were missing, like, 14 players. So, that doesn't do you any favors, but I'm, I mean, go back to, I mean, they are pretty banged up, but talk about one player that isn't missing time. Baker looks bad and he looks so He's got injured. a sh- torn shoulder something. But what do you, what do you like? I don't, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying I am, but you're a, you have an offense that doesn't really lean on your quarterback that much. I think Chubb and Hunt and average backup quarterback. I don't know who you have can win some games with that defense that they have. Yeah. Let the guy rest, man. Like, you're not going to win anything with a baker like this. He looks like he's in pain. He, he looks like pain. he's 
Like he's just, he can't hit a throw. He looks like he's struggling. And now I hear he might play on Thursday night football without his two top running backs. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Shut him down for some time. Maybe just give him some rest. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to act like I am, but yeah. this, this doesn't seem like this is going to work. Keeping him out there and just beat up and broken like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking, uh, I hope they recover because I wanted them to do well this year. Plus what happened to that defense, man? They've had two bad weeks now. Injuries. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the Cowboys beat the Patriots in overtime. I was really pulling for the Patriots. Couldn't believe I was saying that, but very impressive win for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, they they did their thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it, honestly, I'll give them credit. It was impressive that they somehow won this game, even though Dak threw two interceptions in the red zone. Yeah, like that's cost. That will cost some teams the game, and they somehow especially, came back. Well, especially against a Bill Belichick defense. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was a good win for them. I mean, they made some plays. Stefan Diggs had the big pick six. He got burned on the in and out there. I, I still think the safety should have been there covering. I, I don't know. I just I, like you see the safety chasing at the guy. And you, if you're that close enough to chase after him, you probably should have been there to stop it. But yeah. I, I mean, Diggs got burned. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Raiders beat the Broncos. We kind of thought they would take a step down after the whole Gruden fiasco. Yeah, very, they had very surprised. Win. Very surprised by that. That's the biggest uh, surprise of the week, I think. Yeah. Steelers beat the Seahawks in a really weird game in overtime. Um, yeah. Metcalf is like just dropped the ball. I don't understand what he was thinking there. I would have gone out of bounds. I just – I don't really get what he was trying to do. He was trying to get him a couple more yards, I guess. And then Going back just, to – actually, not to get distracted, but going back to what I was saying about the refs, did you see the play where Big Ben, it looked like he pumped it and then dropped the ball and then they over, you know, rooted it and rolled it a fumble? I did not. It was Colin, like he, he did one of those patented Ben Roethlisberger pump fakes, but he was bringing the ball back into himself and he sure. dropped it, just slipped out of his hands. And as soon as they went to John Perry, he's the Sunday night go- guy. Collinsworth went on his rant saying, oh, I think that's just an incomplete pass. He's moving his arm forward, blah, blah, blah. But then Perry comes in right away. He's like, no, according to the rules, like look at the foot, knows the football, knows the football's down. He, he can't say he's in passing motion. He can't throw it in the ground. And immediately they made the rec- overturn. Like it was a play that no one saw coming. Everyone thought that this is an easy pass. It looked like a pass. And John Perry being the ref guy for NBC, knew it right away. And ultimately that's the way NFL went. And trust me, when they called in New York on those replays, I'm sure that New York is well aware of what the NBC broadcast referee is saying about the play before they make an announcement. But going back to, you know what, put John Perry back in charge of these games. Let him do exactly what he's doing with NBC for real NFL football games, and you probably wouldn't have a refing problems. And then the uh, Monday night game, Titans won a close game over the Bills, 34 to 31. Barry Henry was an absolute animal. So what else? Very, en- very entertaining game. That was, that was good. A little disappointed with the Bills defense, but yeah, Henry is just something else. I feel like that's classic Bills defense. Like they come out some games and other games they disappear. So, yeah, that is week five in a nutshell. Um, or excuse me, that was week six. It was crazy that we're already up to week seven already. It flies by, man. It flies by. We're going to be halfway through the season soon. Sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Who you got for us? Does and does this week? Are we in a good mood or bad mood? Where are we starting there? Let's uh, start with a bad mood. Bad mood? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. You, you're a grumpy guy. It makes sense. Yeah, you know. Um, Alrighty, so starting off the duds list, and I'll give you a hint. We we went for the signal callers today. We got three quarterbacks in the duds list this week, and actually two of them feature two first round picks. 
our first overall picks, I apologize. Two first overall picks make their way into the, the duds list. Three first round picks in general at the quarterback position. So get right into it. This guy, a uh, tough week, man. Do you never want your head coach calling out your quarterback by week six or whatever we're in? So, oh, yeah. so yeah, that's that's not a good sign. I mean, I said this last week. This team's head coach was crying. I was like, when your coach is crying by week five, you, you're not in good shape. When your coach is calling your quarterback out by week six, you're definitely not in good shape. Tough week for him because his old his old coach actually came out this week. I think it was today or yesterday, saying he was upset how the whole trade thing worked out. He felt bad, blah blah blah. I don't think that made anything better considering you traded him off to a isolated destination in Detroit. That is just nose failure, but still at the same time, Detroit is a terrible team that's rebuilding, but they have a veteran quarterback. This isn't like Justin Fields or Jalen hurts out there. I expect them to be able to get the ball out of their hand, you know, without running around for 15 seconds. I expect them to hit passes every once in a while when guys are open, but man, Jared Goff, oof, he looks like a young inexperienced rookie quarterback on a rebuilding team. They didn't have a single point, a single point until there was eight minutes left in the game and they kicked a field goal. He didn't score a touchdown until there was two minutes left in the game and they were down by 30. So it needs to say they had nothing. It was a shutout until he got garbage time. So third start of this week, we're going to go with Mr. Jared Goff. Yeah, he's that a tough means. game, man. The Bengals yeah. defense really exposed him and it's really rough, but what are you going to do? Moving on. Uh, another quarterback, actually another first overall pick quarterback, who again had a rough game. Two fumbles for this guy, two fumbles lost, and an interception. You never want to count for three turnovers. Not ideal at all. He was 19 to 28, 234 yards passing. He had two touchdowns, mostly, you know, in, in garbage time, but bad three turnovers. He looked awful all game. He looks like he's completely just broken in half he can't hit anyone baker mayfield is my number second my number two dud really yeah. just rough game man i said this last week i said last week he looked off and missed odell in a couple big baskets that hasn't changed he's continually struggle i think they really have to consider setting him down let him get healthy or something you can't afford to go on with him like that on to our final dud here and this one when you talk about you know garbage time stats when I say he was 35-49, 334 yards and three touchdowns, I oh. promise you that was a whole bunch of garbage in there because that game is well decided before he started to put up stats. Because you can't ignore the other part of the stat line, the three interceptions and one lost fumble. So I ripped Baker for accumulating for three turnovers, but accumulating four turnovers, oh boy, you're rough. Especially going against a team that just had their head coach embarrassingly publicly fired in the middle of the season, in the middle of the week, you can't afford to lose that game. And honestly, they were never close in that game. And mostly because they couldn't score. So touchdown, Teddy, rough game for Denver. But his four turnovers and a bad loss to, to Las Vegas has got him as my number one dud. Yeah, it was not a good look. Hey, four turnovers, it'll get you on the dud list every time. I promise he, That's you. classic Bridgewater, though. Like, he'll have some really nice games where you're like, oh, maybe he can be like a solid, solid quarterback. And then he has games like that. I was looking on Twitter, looking at a lot of what of um, Broncos fans were saying, and obviously I think Drew Locke sucks. And yeah. um, But a lot of them seem to be more critical of the coaching staff, like, you know, saying, oh, maybe Drew Locke's not really that bad. Touchdown Teddy's struggling. Drew struggled too, but I, I don't know. The Broncos seem to be a mess offensively. I don't like where their season's going. I don't think things are looking good there. But right. moving on. Moving on. We've got big – 
big stack guy, big fantasy guy. Had honestly, I think the best play I saw all week with that touchdown pass where he drove dragged his feet uh, his feet in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Put up eleven receptions, one hundred twenty six yards, and one touchdown in a very high scoring affair. 34-28, actually, in overtime. Mm-hmm. I could have gone with his teammate who ran for 140 yards and one touchdown on 29 carries. And um, he threw in a little bit of the receiving with just, you know, two receptions, three yards. But it was something about that catch, man. It was the best catch, best play I saw all year when he – or not all year, but all week when he basically dove, full extension, toe dragged in the end zone. Yeah. So, Mr. Adam Thielen, with a hell of a game, 11 receptions, 126 in the touchdown. He's my third stud this week. I remember seeing that highlight and I was like, I was like, I couldn't, I was like lost for words. Cause I was like, how the hell did he catch that? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I he's probably one of the more di- like disrespected wide receivers that I, like, I've never really thought of him super highly. Probably. But, I mean, we didn't have him in our top 10. Yeah, no, but he's, he's like very consistently been like a top level wide receiver. Like he'll always, he'll give you, those possession yards he'll get you big plays and score for you and doesn't drop the ball a lot so he's a hard worker guy too like yeah no I, listen I, I like i do i do agree with you he doesn't get the respect but he had an incredible touchdown there he had a great game it's gonna get in dirty did you happen to see on joe mixon's touchdown run just jamar chase just body somebody on a block oh yep yep yeah i was look like at, look at little jamar chase's little do you see my you man? Know, he was sprinting, frame. sprinting to oh, go yeah. make that block. It was it, he had him to get two blocks there from hell of a play. Love to see it. Uh, I mean, if that's my young superstar blocking from my other young superstar, I'm telling you, the Bengals are building something there. I might get me a, a Joe Mixon jersey. You know, I, I remember when we did running back rankings. I said, you know, I you never see a running back tweet and get pissed off that their offensive line coach is fired. But that was we, the case of Mixon. They brought him back. The offensive line looks better. They made a couple big. I think picks. we both have a ten, right? Or yeah, no. I, they, yeah. Listen, that's a nice trio they got there. Barrel looked good oh, yeah. this past week. It's a nice little team. They have a. I mean, they have Boyd too and T Higgins. Like it's a nice receiving core. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, moving on. Second stud. Okay. Uh, this guy, same position. Okay. Had a hell of a game. Nine right. receptions, 149 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh huh. One of them was easily the most disrespectful play I saw all, all week. <laughs> One of them being the touchdown reception he secured in overtime to score and win a 35-29 shootout against arguably one of the greatest defensive minds the NFL has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you know what, man? I, I know the game was over, but you should have called it taunting just for the just to show that you're actually thinking about this play and not just thinking, you know, throwing oh, it willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. But man, when Jalen Mills got in his face and he just gave him a little whoop, whoop, wave goodbye, baby. CD Lamb, hell of a game. I hate to put a cowboy in this, but he deserves it. Nine receptions, 149, and two tutties. Yeah. Hell of a game and a hell of a play at the end of the game. He's my second stud. Yeah, I, I uh, God, that hurt me so much to watch that. And Jalen Mills just got flat out. I don't know if it was like he was expecting to help, but he just wasn't even close to that play. He just ran right over and it was too late. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, actually, you know, most of the time the quarterbacks get in the studs list. I went all three in the duds, but no quarterbacks making the studs list this week. Wow. This guy though, this one, this one is, this isn't a surprise. This is just a normal, I like, we talked about this last week. He should just have his own place in the stud list. And like I said, I thought we does, agreed upon that. And he's still going to get a, I know, I know, but, but you know what? And for him, like, I really don't really ever 
consider putting him there because what he does is just I, I it's become embarrassingly how it's not special because he does it, it all isn't the time. special. It isn't. <laughs> but then I watched that full game and the fact that they won a 34-31 shootout against one of the best teams in football with an arguably an MVP candidate on their side of quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to get to his stats first. Let me tell you the stats of his quarterback. His quarterback went 18 for 29 for 216 yards, no touchdowns and an interception in a game where they scored 34 points. His quarterback put up those stats. If the Titans lost that game, Tannehill was in the discussion for the Duds list. I already had him penciled down, but then you, the fact is you have a running back who is your entire offense who it really doesn't matter what anyone else does. He's just going to win games himself. And he's going to out, he's going to outscore pretty much single-handedly one of the best offenses in football. He went for 20 carries, a buck 43 and three touchdowns. And then here's the kicker, you know, 140 yards, three touchdowns. That's not enough for Derek Kennedy to get on the list. Cause he does that every week. This yeah. was the kicker. Ryan Tannehill had a 7.4 yard average per completion receiving yard per completion 7.4 derrick henry had a 7.2 rushing average per carry that's absurd when you're when your quarterback is completing pretty much the same distance on his passes as your running back is each time he touches the ball just absolutely absurd he's a one-man offense which in the past happy league we are in now you don't see very often but he went and beat a super bowl favorite so i'm going with derrick henry as my number one stud and he deserves it i know i could put him on every year every week but the fact that he did it without Tannehill's help without any real help on the offense and the fact that they beat the bills in a shootout, you have to give it to them. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a wild weekend. It was wild. three overtime games. Yeah. We had an overtime game every week uh, so far, which I think is a record. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool stuff. Um, all right. Going to hit our, uh, our three too much whiz segment real quick before we get into our power rankings and then our picks for the upcoming week. So let me hit you with it, Tim. Go ahead. Too much whiz. The Dolphins should move on from Tua after this season. I'm going to say too much whiz. I Listen, we've all been saying this with Hurts. You know, oh, it's his A start, his blank start, blah, 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 blah. You can't give him a nail. Tua was a top five draft pick who you've, Change between Fitzpatrick and him his rookie year has been hurt, came into the league hurt. He has had no chance to succeed. I'd give him another chance. You got to give this guy a chance. We say with Jalen Turner, you got to give him a chance. He's learning. Two has been hurt. He was hurt in the league. He had a deal with Fitzpatrick last year. Your team's not very good. I'd keep him, see what you have. You have to. The only thing I could think of that makes this trade worthwhile, like if I I don't really want to give up Tua with the roster I have to get like a veteran guy like Wilson or Rodgers, you're not ready to win right now. If Watson's cleared legally, then fine. I consider the two with Watson swap, but I'm saying too much whiz. I just he's been in a tough spot. He's been hurt a lot. Give him a chance. Give him an actual chance and see what he can be. Yeah, I agree with you. I I've I mean I've said many times I was big on Tua coming out of college. I really liked his mechanics and I thought he'd be a really good quarterback. So yeah, I think it's too early to give up on him. I think you just need to get the right coaching around him, help him. Listen, out, so. you tanked for Tua. That was the whole thing. Tank yeah. for Tua. He's been hurt most of his year and a half in the league. Give him a chance, you know. So going off that, I will follow up for my next too much whiz. So too much whiz. Based on what we've said so far about the play of college quarterbacks so far this year. Okay. 
Do you think it's too much whiz to say that there will be no quarterback taken in the top 10? Oh, absolutely not. No. Uh, we all know how this goes. I've seen, yeah. I've seen drafts that were worse than this for the quarterback. Someone will get drafted in the top 10. I don't know if it's going to be Rattler. He seemed to be on the verge of losing his job. That Kalen Williams guy looks like he can play. Yeah. Um, but that Ole Miss kid, uh, Corral, I think his name is, he looks like he's legit. Sam Howell was a lot of preseason buzz. Um, he hasn't had a great year, but, you know, wait until the combine comes around. People forget about this. People get desperate. Yeah. There will be a quarterback in the top 10. Uh, you know, you pretty much pencil it in every year. That's what I figured. I was just curious if you were like so off put by these quarterbacks, but oh, none that I really. No, want, yeah, but, you're yeah. you're right though. They do always. Re- I mean, even the like the Carson and Jared Goff draft, like theoretically, neither of them should have went one and two, but that's just because they were the only good quarterbacks in that first round, really. So. People overdraft for quarterbacks always, yeah, always. All right, and my last one. So I want you to think think about all of the greatest players in NFL history, okay? Okay. Okay. There's a lot of them, right? There's a lot. So too much whiz. When is when all is said and done and this man retires, Derrick Henry will end up being a top five running back in NFL history. Top five. You know, I was talking to uh, my buddy about this yesterday. I, I think I confidently came to the point where I could say, Derrick Henry's the best running back I've ever seen with my eyes. I think before that, mm-hmm. it was probably prime Adrian Peterson, prime yeah. Ladanian Tomlinson were yeah. probably the two. Those are the two best I've ever seen with my eyes. I honestly think Derrick Henry's probably the best that I've ever seen with my eyes. This is just what he does on a consistent basis is just disgusting. It is 140 and three. 140 yards and three touchdowns. There are players that would kill for that. There's been players that yeah. have long careers that never see that. He does that pretty much week in, week out. Yeah. He's so consistent. The workload he takes on and doesn't, he's never slowed down. He doesn't get hurt. He just gets better. He's, if he retired right now, he's a Hall of Famer. If he keeps this up for two more years, you are talking about one of the greatest to ever do it. And yeah, I, I don't think it's too much whiz. I, yeah. Last game, I honestly said, I was like, you know what? This is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. Like, with my physical, my own eyes. Like, watching football growing up, he surpassed LT and AP in my mind. Yeah, and, like, I I was trying to think back on it, and I'm like – because I saw his stat line, and I'm like, I've seen numbers like that, but not at that consistency. It's ridiculous. Like, like McCaffrey's had numbers like that, but it it doesn't always result in the Panthers winning. Whereas – Derrick Henry like literally carries his team like to victories with his likes. And he is so terrifying to watch. Like if I was uh, like, if I was in the NFL, I'd probably play in the secondary, right? I would be terrified. He's so tall. He's so strong and he's fast as shit. You see when he broke through that one hole, like he's, he's He's way this is, what we, this is what we were talking about, how he's not from Earth, because he's way too, like, agile to be able to, I saw him literally weave in and out of a hole and just, you know, like, it, it's, I, he doesn't look balance, like a football player. He just looks like a giant creature. He's, <laughs> his his balance is just oh, rem- remarkable. Unreal. And the thing is, he the guy is so straight, too. Yeah, he's so balanced and he's so powerful. You aren't going to trip this guy up. You aren't going to move him. He's just going to run through you and not even stop sprinting. He's uh, incredible. Go back to what you're saying. Like, you're right. He is 
just look at the Tannehill stat line I told you. 200 yards, a horrible completion percentage, yep. no touchdowns. Yeah. In a shootout, this was a 34-31 game against one of the best teams in football. And you won because you have a one-man offense in number 22. Adrian yeah. Peterson didn't have much of a passing game for most of his career. His teams never won. They didn't do anything. They would get to the playoffs because he's incredible, but they never were a threat. LT That's had true. some great offenses with Gates and Phillip Rivers, sure but they fun. really never did anything. Derrick Henry himself has gotten to the AFC Championship game. LT's that's as far as he's ever gone to, and he didn't have Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates on his offense. I, it's just remarkable the consistency he does in the, in the every day, in and out every day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, he's uh he's not from Earth. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, so a lot of Derrick Henry love on this uh this pod, which also so, another thing like real quick I was on my coworker and I was like, he. Derrick Henry, even though he's talked about a lot, he's still so disrespected in the fact that even though every year he puts up these ridiculous seasons, he's still rarely drafted like number one in fantasy football. Do you ever think about that? I think people put too much stock into the guys that catch the ball. I don't care. Derrick Henry doesn't need to catch the ball. He gets 30 carries a game. (laughs) That's what I was saying to him. I was like, you don't even need to worry about PPR because Derrick Henry makes up for anything he would be catching on the ground anyways. And his touchdowns. Dude, I think you care that there's other running backs that get five receptions a game and he doesn't. Well, what happens when he has three touchdowns a game? I'll take the three touchdowns over five receptions. Yeah. Yeah. But incredible. Moving on. Got our power rankings this year or this week, I should say. A little bit of change. So uh, start at the back end. Since we've been talking about them the last 10 minutes, the Titans are now in our top 10 this year. Thank you, Derek Henry. Yeah, um, carried by Derek. So I'll scroll out tight and I'll just put Derek Henry's at number 10. You might as well. Um, (laughs) Number nine is uh, Chargers. Took a rough loss from the Ravens, but I think they'll be able to bounce back. So they stay in our top 10. Cincinnati keeps rolling. They are number eight. Very impressive. impressive. It was the Lions, but still impressive the way they beat them. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like good teams beat down on bad teams and they – Beat down the line. So, oh, I mean, like I said, when I was talking about golf on the Duds, they were pretty much pitching a shutout until the game was well over and there was like eight minutes left and they, they put some points up. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but I think our Eagles bias is, is kicking in here. The Cowboys are probably better than seven, but we I've, have them at number seven on our power rankings for this I've week. I've been telling you that your bias kicked in for the last three weeks when, what was it, week five or whatever, you didn't want to rank them. And I was like, that you're, you're out of your mind. You're not watching the same game I'm watching. They look really good, yeah, man. And they do. They, yeah. I mean, Diggs got burned, but he made a hell of a pick six. Parsons is still an issue. There's enough talent on that defense that they're getting by, especially when you score as many points as they do. That offense is fucking rolling. Well, it doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt that they got a great defensive coordinator too this year. So I will say going off that, it's crazy because Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore has been very impressed with his offense coordinator. I think Dan Quinn has been very impressed with his defense coordinator. Their coordinators look great this year. Mike McCarthy still might ruin this team because he has made some real questionable calls. They keep winning, but this guy still makes some real (laughs) questionable calls. Like at some point you might think maybe getting Dan or Kellen Moore in the head of coaching spot would be a little better because this guy's rough. Yeah, he's he's different. Um, Speaking of his former team, Packers, we have them at number six. Another another game that they really didn't like blow anybody out, but they keep winning. You know, they They keep fighting hard. Yeah, well, yeah. Alan are, Jenkins uh, came back this week, big office lineman. I think Bakatari yep. is expected to come back either this week or the next week. Yep. They're getting healthy. They're going to be a problem, man. They're right in, uh, they're right in line. Yeah. Um, number five with the Bills dropping back from their two spot. 
due to the loss. Um, still tough good, loss. but tough loss. But their defense did look a little sketch. So their concerned. defense played Derrick Henry. That was their problem. Yeah, yeah. that was that was their problem. Um, Bucks and Rams stay at three and four, or I should say Rams at three, Bucks at four. I mean, they but they both had good wins. They beat up on yeah. NFC East teams, so you know I think they're right in the same boat. Um, I think the Ravens have been one of the most like. Obviously, our number one team has been the most impressive, but the Ravens have like week after week they they just grew, grind out these games, and they were always super close. And they finally got a nice game where they just beat down on somebody. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, Ravens number been two, extreme, extremely impressive. Look at the yeah. injuries they suffered. The, all the running backs, no they running lost. backs. <laughs> Ronnie Staley just went down. He is, uh, I think, he's out for the season. He's on the IR. Yeah, uh, that's gonna hurt. If you think what this defense is doing, considering they lost arguably their best player in Matthew Judon in the offseason, yeah. they they are hitting on all cylinders. I already said this earlier. Lamar Jackson as a passer right now is just incredible. He is a problem. He's developed the passing game we've all said he needed to. Yeah. And he's carrying them, man. It, it The running back situation never really matters because whoever's going to line up next to him is going to be good because he's the number one running threat. But the passing game, man, he's in that MVP conversation. Yeah, for sure. Very impressive. And then at number one, we have the uh, Zach Ertz Cardinals. <laughs> hey, great move for them. Uh, the rich yeah. get richer. They've been the best team in football. They had another impressive win this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, the Zach Ertz move is great. Look at the offense. Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, James Connors, your number two, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Kirk Ertz. This, this offense suffered a massive injury when Max Williams tore his ACL, and I still think they improved their team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, on to our week seven. Wow, week seven game picks already. Here we are. So interesting game this Thursday. Broncos and the Browns. So Broncos have had their issues. Browns are very injured right now. Do we think coaching wins here and the Browns pull out a dub? I, you know what? These both these teams need a win. It's actually a battle between duds because I had Baker and Teddy on the dud list. Yeah. I, this is honestly, I can flip the coin. I'm going to lean towards the Broncos just because Hunt's out, Chubb's out. Baker, Baker's so beat up. The fact that he's going to have a short week isn't going to help anyone. He can't complete a pass. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, but the Browns defense has looked really bad the last couple weeks. So I'm going to say the Broncos pull this out. And then the chatter on Baker is going to get real loud after it. He's also playing with a really bad shoulder injury, so I don't. Oh, I know. Listen, I. I seat, no, 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 no. But listen, you're out there. You're playing. This is what I mean with the Browns. They're going to have to decide. You can't leave this guy out there. You're not going to win any games. I know he's hurt. You can see it. But yeah. are you going to let him stay out there and hold you back? He looks terrible. Are you going to let him sit a little bit? I, I don't know what you do there, but he looks rough, and that injury looks like he's pretty banged up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the. Browns just to okay. be different. Fair enough. I think yeah, I think I agree. I think it's a coin flip. Um, then we have uh, starting our Sunday off with a <clears throat> good game: Chiefs and the Titans. Hmm, that's tough. Hmm, it's in Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. I'm gonna go Chiefs. I, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Chiefs too. I, I think they call, I think the Titans live all, get a little too high from that huge win and. Uh, they're, they're good at doing that, so. Yeah. 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 Um, then we have uh, Washington and the Packers at 
at Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay. I'm, I'm not even thinking too much into this. I I was I don't know. I don't hey, know. You can think into it if you want. <laughs> I know the Packers are gonna go crush the the football team. Uh I think I'm gonna go with the upset here. I'm gonna take Washington. Fair enough. I'm gonna take Washington. All right, go ahead. Um they got that defense has got to light up one of these games, so why not? What makes you think that's going to happen against Aaron Rodgers? You think of all the weeks that they're going to light it up is going to get Aaron Rodgers? Oh, man, it's it's an upset. It's the this beauty of it. Yeah, it's just like the same um, the same reasoning you had for picking the Eagles over the Buccaneers. I don't I don't know, man. It's just upset. You know? I mean, you picked the Bears over the Packers. Yeah, know. to be yeah, and look how well that that yeah. lasted. I, I I got smarter though. Um, then we have the. Bengals at the Ravens. Hmm. I'm interested in this game. I want to see how good the Bengals really are. This will be a good litmus test for the Bengals. I do think the Bengals are a legit team. I think they are good. I just think that the Ravens are in a special spot. Now, Lamar is a problem, man. He is a one-man offense. His passing game has really brought him to another level of dangerous. (laughs) I think the Ravens win this game. It'll be close. It will be close. I I think the Bengals are legit, but the Ravens are too hot. I actually wanted to pick the Bengals, but started thinking about it and i'm like if they get into a shootout whose defense is going to end up stepping up at the end of the game and it's going to be the ravens defense so i'm going to take the ravens as well um panthers giants really not even going to think about this i'll take the panthers yeah i'm i'm not going to make a habit of picking the giants so we're going to go with the panthers (laughs) uh another brutal game falcons and the dolphins Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? I said that the Dolphins didn't have many opportunities to win like they did this past week with Jacksonville. This is one of those. But you know what? The Falcons coming off the bye, I'm still going to take the Falcons. I'm just going to take the Falcons solely on the fact that I want the Dolphins to lose. To help the yeah, I just – I really think the <laughs> Dolphins – I think the Dolphins are a shit show. I think things are falling apart, and I think the Falcons are good enough to beat a bad team. Yeah. Um, Jets and the Patriots – no. Yeah, I'm, I'll take, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this. That's one thing. Yeah. You know, what? What can I guarantee every year that I'm alive? You know, death, taxes, liberty, and the Patriots smacking the Jets. Something like that. I think that's what's like in that. the Constitution. Um. All right. We got our f- four o'clock game for us this weekend. Eagles at the Las Vegas Raiders. Spoiler, I'll let you go first. I'll let you spoiler, go first. Yeah. I. I don't know what to predict with this team anymore, but I'm going to pick the Raiders in the hopes that they win, that the Eagles win. So I'm going to take Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I mean, I, I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. I was impressed by the Raiders coming out winning after all the gridden nonsense. They seem to be using that as fuel. Hmm. Um, they seem to come out with a different attitude, beat the Broncos pretty easily. I can't say the same about the Eagles. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. What have I seen from the first six weeks that makes me confident about this team? I, I'm well, taking the Raiders. I, yeah, all right. I will say though, when we look at what we were, what we thought this team would be at this point, they're pretty much at our expectations. Yeah, I, I, listen, I would agree with you. But going into the season, we got to be clear. I had them as being like a, a bad team this year. I didn't think they were going to be very good. So I thought, I thought ten and seven. I don't think ten and seven is very attainable now. I um, think you know what my mind going into it. I thought they were going to be a bad team. I said I wouldn't be surprised they were drafted in top ten, but I think I did have them ten to seven. When we did the picks. Yeah, they are right exactly where we are. I'm not surprised where they are. The beginning of the schedule is brutal, but I don't think this is the game they're going to win. Yeah, I don't think so either. But we'll see. Um, 
Lions and the Rams. Another game I'm just not going to think uh, about. Yeah, yeah, geez, yeah. Rams. Wow, the Rams get two kick walks in a row. This is actually an interesting trap game. The Bears at the Buccaneers. Bears beat them last year. They did, but that was when Brady was trying to figure things out. And Nick Foles that, was playing. <laughs> yeah, that, that Bears defense couldn't really slow down Aaron Rodgers. They don't really have much reason to think they're going to – and I was really gassed up on them. That's why I picked them to win. They burnt me last week. I'm not going to go picking them again, so I'll take the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm going Buccaneers. Uh, another easy game, Texans at the Cardinals. So I'm going to go Arizona. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very lopsided week. I can already I can already pretty much guarantee you that J.J. Watt's going to have four sacks and DeAndre Hopkins is going to have 200 yards receiving against that in that game. Uh, next, we have Sunday Night Football is Colts at the 49ers. Colts have a lot of primetime games this year. What the hell's going on? Vince, man, they gassed up. You know what? I'm going to go – T.Y. Hilton came back this week. It helped them a lot. Uh, they have their full stable weapons. They're still a little banged up on the off time, but they're getting healthier. I think they win this game. I think Carson goes and beats Jimmy G. I think it's going to be a little bit points scored. Hmm. Uh, I think ultimately the Colts win. The DeForest Buckner revenge game. I also am going with the Colts. Um, then our Monday night game is the Saints at the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, I, I saw how bad Geno Smith was this past week. I'm not going to pick Geno Smith. I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, and the Seahawks defense isn't very good. So I will also go with the Saints. Yeah. So looking at that, wow, our picks are we have two differences in our picks so that's this, i mean this is a lot of lopsided games i'm not gonna lie yeah and we are now tied again 59 35 record i each. saw you beat me this week yeah i, was I had i had a very pissed off about and, that. i went 10 and 4 in my picks this week so it ruined my day our guest um ben went uh eight and six i think and then you went uh nine and five so. i will say we do pretty well against the the guests i don't think there's been a guest that has beaten us we yet. have not been beating my guests yet so we're, we're pretty fucking good so, man anyone yes. hey yeah. i'm pretty I'm, the laying, <laughs> I'm laying down the challenge now anyone that has their their eardrums massaged by our voices wants to challenge us you let us know i will happily put you in your place <laughs> all right well that's a that's a wrap on um on this and i'm i'm surprised the uh zoom didn't kick me out i wonder if it's because i updated it it's interesting i think, I think it's because they just give you three minutes for tim for tim oh that's what yeah you're right that's what it yeah. is yeah it's one of those special features so all right well it was a pleasure as always um hopefully we do this when we get an eagles win because i could use one we all could couldn't we uh one oh. we'll end this on fuck ben simmons and go birds <laughs> fuck ben simmons and go birds all right i'll talk to you peace out